0: Hello, and welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. We are podcasting from uh, PCMA's EduCon 2019 in Los Angeles, and we're here with uh, Sheriff Karamat, President and CEO of PCMA, and Greg O'Dell, uh, Chairman of the Board of Directors. Uh, thanks for joining us, gentlemen.
1: Thanks for having us
0: um and then first um i mean we have a, a list of, of things to talk about but uh some some of the big news right now is actually uh, sheriff's employment status uh, i know that you have a uh, I believe, a, a, a posting on your job board for the CEO position, and there's been some um, issues about perhaps an EB-2 visa, green card. Um, Greg, maybe you can fill in our listeners on that.
1: Sure. Uh, well, thanks for first, uh, spending some time with us. Uh, but let me uh, give some clarification. As it relates to sheriff's employment, Is actually no issue whatsoever. Um, I can speak on behalf of the board that we are um, – delighted, emphatically uh, pleased with Sheriff's performance as our CEO, Um, but what's happening right now is Sheriff is going through the green green card application process, and so no issues, just as a matter of that process, you have to post a position, and we as the board uh, are gonna take that process very seriously. So um, there's a a process for which people can apply, and we'll go through some evaluation, but right now it's all a matter of course in this process, and there's no issues whatsoever. And no reflection on Sheriff's performance. In fact, I will say 10 times over, he is doing an incredible job for PCMA.
0: Great. And how long do you think the process might take to iron out?
1: Not quite sure. Uh, I, I I've probably, if I could predict that, as it's a government process, many people would, would be pleased, but I think there's probably a few more months ahead of us for sure in that process.
0: Great. Um, and uh, so, when, when did you find out about this? And uh, if. if uh, must be uh, quite a kind of a rocking your world a little bit uh, did you do you have your did your family live in, in Chicago and in that also or
2: so um, you know what I would prefer not to comment on this I um, Greg has said what he said um, I, um, I I I um, work at PCMA with uh, uh, an H1B visa and um, I think that that's really all there is to say and uh, Greg has covered. Yeah, and the
1: last thing we'll say, just further clarification, it wasn't a matter of him finding out. It's actually part of the process that they posted. So he's aware that as the process if he's applied for the green card, that they're posting the position. So there's no uh, no surprises. It's just part of the process.
0: And so uh, you know, I guess we'll we'll find out in due course. Sure. Then what the uh, course of action will we'll
1: be taken. We will follow the process, and I foresee no issues following the process.
0: Well excellent uh, thank you for I appreciate you answering that and um, and let's uh, move on to some other things here at educon um, one of the things where I was uh, we wrote a story about uh, and posted today was your uh, event experience research with Steelcase, um, five thousand people five thousand personal journeys I think it's called
2: yes absolutely um. Uh, you know that that was uh, we started. That was um, you know PCMAs always like to take experiments, and PCMA wanted to look at our our uh, participants' journey um, during uh, 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 CL and look at what resonated, what didn't resonate, what PCMA is doing well, what we could improve upon, and what we're just doing plain old terribly, and that we shouldn't be doing much more or learn from. And so. Um, we wanted to use that as a living lab and showcase it and actually be able to show people how how today how people are learning, um, what resonates more when they learn, um, what we could improve upon, and how our members, how our audience can learn from that and how they can maybe adapt some of that to their organization. So this was the first um, step out of that. I, um, of course, uh, when Greg and I talked about this, when Steelcase did it, um, I said, you know, Greg, we're going to print like 50 or 60 books on it and we're going to send it out to, and so we're going to let ourselves be. uh, I, it's a weird term, but the guinea pig. Yeah. And, um, and so um, we wanted to be that. And because that's you know that, um, that's always been our culture, right? We want to experiment, we want to showcase. but we want to learn and, that's, and, and, and this was the, a big part of that journey using ourselves as a living lab.
0: And I know, and you've always uh, really uh, made that point that you're a laboratory for your attendees. And uh, looking at some of the results, it was very frank, and uh, I, I got to commend you for that. I mean, you really uh, kind of uh, shed, shed a light on maybe some things that didn't work, um, and you had the quotes in there, and it was very thorough. So that's uh, something to be commended.
2: Well, you know, um, there's nothing like good honesty from your, <laughs> from your members, um, but. Listen, we're not going to learn otherwise, right? And, we, and, and, and none of us get better, right? I, I think the opening uh, speaker this morning, Tamika, uh, she really exemplifies, personifies that, that uh, I needed to fail a lot. I needed to do a lot of things. I needed to recognize that I, um, there are certain things that were inhibiting my performance. And I, I do think that that's what PCMA scribes, uh, prescribes to. Um, we you're gonna see a lot more of that. By mm-hmm. the way, we're not. This is not. This is the start of this journey. We're gonna continue this, and we're gonna take two of that in a live test in um, San Francisco. Right. I wanted,
1: to, I wanted to add one thing. I thought was really well done though by Steelcase is that they positioned the insights in a way that was very detailed to the experience for PCMA but also structured in a way that people could apply it, if applicable, to their own experience. And so yeah. those insights may or may not be applicable to a different event or a different uh, meeting or association. So I thought it was really well done that you could apply it if, if applicable, but if not, you could get it in its, in its right context.
0: And I think I saw that in San Francisco, uh, Convening Leaders 2020, you're going to uh, delve into Insights uh, 2 and 3, which are to enable meaningful experiences and to accommodate connection strategies. Is there any reason you picked those two?
2: No, I I don't think that, you know, um, uh, I don't, I don't think that we, we wanted to pick two of them because we want to really dive into and explore them and we feel that you um, those two we can easily accomplish in, in, in San Francisco. So There was no, no real reason um, uh, we could have picked any of them. The reality is that we want to test them all mm-hmm. and so um, maybe to, to choose five all of them at one time was too difficult to achieve uh, but if we can get there and then maybe mid-year we will do another two and so forth to just keep going on the journey.
0: And how do you go by um, selecting who to pick to respond to this at, at convening leaders?
2: So we're hoping that as many as possible are going to respond. And, and the thing is that it depends on who goes through those programs that are the ones that are going to uh, respond to it. But our hope is that we will, I mean, uh, during the last one, is ju- we tried to get as many voices as you <coughs> saw, 5,000 voices. Um, we wanted to get as many voices as possible. Um, our goal um, is that um, uh, people are going to select instead of we selecting, right? So mm-hmm. we want them, and and and, and of course that, that allows for a um, a good cross section. But we try to get a great cross section of population, buyers, sellers, uh, different countries. Um, different age ranges, just so that you can see what a perspective is and what what kind of how they approach it.
0: And is there any overarching message that you've uh, taken away from this?
2: Um, well, interestingly, um, I think that you know it's nice to say um, that um, failure sometimes you know we beat up ourselves and we we say failure is not easy sometimes, but I, I do think that we can learn from our failures. I I, I guess what. The overarching message is that most times in life we only see successes and we don't understand what people do to get to be successful so uh, I think that journey of getting to success we need to tell that story more for everybody to know that it's you don't get a convening leisure to five thousand people by not making a lot of small moves along the way Uh, and so that would be
1: one but the interesting thing is it was um, juxtaposed against some of the highest customer satisfaction ratings we've ever had. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's uh, kudos to Sheriff again and the team for despite the fact that it was a, an amazing success, great feedback, um, that we're not resting on our laurels and we're seeing and diving uh, even deeper to see how we can have more enriching experiences.
0: And it's just amazing to get that sort of engagement from your members too. That's a very healthy
1: thing. Absolutely.
2: Well, that, that, I want to build on your point because it's such a cool point. So we got an over 97% satisfaction rating, success uh, that really enjoyed uh, uh, CL in Pittsburgh. But what was interesting is that they also realized that um, that was part of it. Learning is about failing too, right? Yeah. And so. That engagement even increased because they were also letting it uh, be.
0: And uh, let's move on to uh, you're uh, doing the the future of meetings and events study with Marriott International. Uh, Marriott International. They always correct me when I pronounce <laughs> it wrong. Um, so tell me tell me more about that. I know that um, I've I've covered this before. I forget if it was a WEC it might even be in, in Pittsburgh at, at a CL. Yeah. Um, so tell me um, where you're at with that and, and what sorts of trends we might be seeing in the future. So,
2: uh, you know what? Okay, so we started this study. This is part two of that study, right? We did four years ago. We launched it. Arnie Sorensen uh, launched it in Vancouver. Four years or five years. Hence, we've done part two. A um, couple of things that um, emotional intelligence, living 360, um uh, uh, bigger than oneself, Um, those were some really, really powerful um, messages that came across or the big themes of the the research. Where are we going with it? We are looking at how those trends are shaping the design of events, Mm -hmm. how they're shaping experiences and how they're shaping learning and and, uh, retention of knowledge. So you will see at PCMA's events, whether it be face-to-face or online, being designed in that format, how you create those experiences, you will actually see in San Francisco living labs of um, rooms uh, with AI and um, uh, uh, EI, emotional intelligence, or bigger than oneself, where we can we can um, put in human trafficking concept in there and how you can actually bring attention to to an issue that's we're we're facing societal society in our society um so um creating different environments um having a um just completely different environment. i'm not not going to give away all the surprises but the environments that we're going to create are going to be very different for people they're going to love it maybe or not love it at all but it's going to be very different i'm going to challenge them to actually immerse themselves into it experience it and and we will just tap into that and have more um
0: and, and I know, you know, Marriott is a, a sponsor of this. Um, you know, how does this reflect into the, say, the hotel or facility world? I mean, how are they going to, like, uh, I guess they just have to keep up with all these trends.
2: Well, I think that, you know, what 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 it is is that, and everyone has to keep up with these trends, whether whether it's uh, food and beverage, as you can see what's happening here, or it is um, on the sustainability side, or AI and and using data to create better experiences for your hotel guests, um, they're, they're doing it, they might not be thinking of it so consciously, but when you start looking at the research and what it's telling you, you can actually use that To create some experiences that are so unique and tailored to an individual, instead of treating us everyone homogeneously.
0: And I know, um, you know, uh, covering CL that, um, and I don't know if this is the right term, but I think it was like psychographics, um, and you're really have been pushing for that. Is this sort of part of that? So
2: yeah, so I, you know, so how long have we been like? what's your gender, what's your race, what's the, the da, 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 you know, basic, and, which really doesn't tell, and we measure uh, ROI in an event. Today ROI is, is more of um, what impression did the event had on that participant? How are they reacting? How are they feeling about it? What are they gonna do about it? Um, and uh, so uh, success is being measured very, very differently today. So, so absolutely, um, we, we're, this is transforming how we're measuring events and how people are responding to that what they are looking for what are you going to do as a result of that um that experience yeah, and you you so
0: see you're really out ahead of the curve so it's nice that you have this laboratory because i bet a lot of meeting planners and convention planners it might be intimidating to, to keep up i know i know this the digital world is intimidating for everybody right mm-hmm. and uh you know it's it's nice that you have this laboratory and you can show them so they can pr- become familiar with it
2: you know um I, um, We say uh, when we meet face-to-face, we see eye to eye, right? So a simple statement, maybe, um, when we meet face-to-face. But the, the, the meaning behind that is about the fact that we are frequently intimidated by a lot of things, <laughs> okay? But when we actually face it, we actually maybe realize that maybe it's not as scary as we thought. And so this notion of experimenting in, an, with your peers, with your friends, with your colleagues, where it's a safe environment, where they're not taking that chance and that risk in their organization, it makes it less intimidating for them because they're having an oppor- opportunity um, to test something, experience something um, that otherwise maybe they wouldn't do. And so, this, so hopefully it's actually ultimately um, taking away the fear and intimidation of it. But for us, frequently I am intimidated by a lot of things that we do, but it's pushing our own boundaries of how we learn.
1: Which, which honestly, this is the core of PCMA. Like this is why, this is what I think our members see the most value. Um, they have an opportunity to learn and see in real time uh, what may work or what may not work for their organization, um, but they can glean. And I think that's the beauty and the risk that PCMA has been taking consistently. Uh, and I think it's, uh, you know, it's bearing a lot of fruit from our customers and it's showing and, and the reaction we're getting and the satisfaction we're getting from all the events we're having.
0: And um, and then you mentioned, uh, you know, all, all of this will be happening at Convening Leaders. This is my first Educon. And I'm just curious how you would describe how this is different than Convening Leaders, besides just being a bit of a smaller scale.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can quickly say, and he'll speak more articulately than I will. You know, Educon is a, is about um, the intimacy of, of, of you know, this event and that people have uh, chances to spend time and meaningful experiences but also meaningful connections. And, and it's about also being able to, um, to achieve some personal development goals as well. And so I think uh, Sheriff and team have been smart to keep it in the right size, despite the fact that this year has been the highest attendance we've ever had at EduCon, but it still allows for those meaningful, intimate experiences.
2: Well, and and if I may add just one or two things, it allows us to test some of the smaller th- smaller mm-hmm. things. They can do a lot of different testing. Okay. Um, yeah. on, I mean, we we took a lot of chances in some of the food and beverage here. They might have been successful, but it was a lot of different things we were doing. You saw the garden with the juices this morning. You saw yesterday the diner experience, um, and so we were we were testing a lot of different things on. So that was on food and beverage. We were testing on food and yeah, beverage. You got a basketball court. I mean, that that was, talk uh, about uh, it outside and of the, it. the, 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 <laughs> and the, the and boxing rings. In the, <laughs> the boxing ring. So, so it can allow you to test in a, in a smaller environment. Yeah. And, and, and the beauty with our members, they will tell you instantaneously whether this is li- they like it or not. Which is which is just to me that feedback is priceless.
0: Um, and um, just one final thing, and I, I hate to end it kind of on a sad note, but it's maybe it's it's good that you're addressing this, but the whole human trafficking effort you guys have signed the code, yeah. you're really out in front of that and it really sounds like I've heard you speak and it really sounds like a personal issue
2: to you. So you know this is a big issue for us, and this is a big issue for me and i I Greg and I talked about this a lot and we talk about. What we do a lot, a lot of times in, in our world, in society, is we treat, we treat symptoms and not root causes. And, and people are homeless, That they, there's an issue, right? And homeless is the outcome of the issue, not the issue itself. And so we've got, to, we've got to treat root causes, and we've got to realize that there's a lot of different things that impact people's lives that may result in homelessness. That's a big issue. Uh, the human trafficking issue is another big issue, and and our, our um, world we can absolutely make a difference in human trafficking. They are using our centers, our airports, our airlines, our hotels, and we can make a difference. We can bring, we can shed light to this human scourge, and um, so 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 absolutely we can do something about this. And it's despicable, young kids being trafficked. So, so certainly we've got to do something about. It and we, we are, we are capable if we can. Our industry, more than any other industry, brings people together. Why, why shouldn't we do something about it? And you have the, the
0: perfect audience too,
2: because they're people that
0: use all these facilities. They can communicate to their attendees, and then they can pressure uh, hotels and facilities to do their part. And are you finding that? Uh, the message is becoming more respect, respect uh, receptive in that community.
1: Yeah, for sure. But I think it's uh, it's not even a matter of pressuring people. I think and, and oftentimes people aren't aware. So yeah. in many cases, it's an awareness. Uh, and I will speak to my own personal experience. For all the venues that that we manage and control, I wasn't aware uh, that how prevalent it was and the fact that it could be happening in our own facilities. And so I think once people are, are aware of it, and it's certainly our job, as sheriff mentioned not only to make sure people are aware of it, but then act and do something about it. And I think once people become aware, they are certainly compelled. I think it, there is so much compass in our, compassion in our industry that people are much more willing to do something about it if they're aware of it.
0: And I know you you've signed on to the code. What other? So let me, let me okay. add
2: some yeah. comments to that, if you will. Um, so. First and foremost, I do think many others are getting involved. Marriott, for example, um, actually has signed the code as well, and they're really taking this seriously around. There's an app where we can take pictures of hotel the Traffic cam, right? Yes, yeah. right, and download. <coughs> um, there's also, um, uh, we have PCMA along with Merits Global Events, Mm -hmm. um, taking this issue to the EIC, the Events Industry Council, because we feel all the industry organizations should get behind this. And so that's definitely another channel. So we will not, this is not going to stop. Um, We are... um, the the um, the Ecpat Code. There's uh, we have the, we are encouraging a lot of others to uh, to sign the code, and there's a simple toolkit that people can see how you can how you can become aware. We have done training internally, and we're training all our employees to recognize that, and we are gonna we are bringing that training to um, um, to our events. Great. And uh, before we close out, anything else
0: about the association uh, people should know? Any new initiatives you're working on?
2: Uh, um, yeah, I, I think one, and you and I touched on it just recently, but I, I think it speaks to PCMA, um, uh, just the, the way PCMA is going about its business, and that's the launch of BEAM. Yeah. Uh, BEAM is a major initiative, mm-hmm. and, and you and I might have talked about this before, but it's about having a holistic view. Or our industry. And I looked at Beam, and when I when I, when I say that, whether you're a center, or a, an event organizer, or a hotel, or an airline, or whatever you are, or um, an, um, a PCO, for example, you have one slice of the data. Um, what Beam is doing is bringing all that together uh, with a trusted partner in Infogroup that actually knows about data privacy and how to follow GDPR and things like that, and actually um, uh, to get a holistic view. And I think that this is, hate the cliché term, but a game changer. Mm-hmm. And and that to me is something that we are really proud of. And um, and uh, bringing that insight would really help propel our industry.
0: And how do you think it's going to be a game changer?
2: Yeah. So it, because people are going to be able to use. Um, uh, um, the information that they have to design better experiences yeah. for people, and this is what everyone is craving. They, we, we, um, we want impactful and meaningful experiences if we're going to do anything at all. So that's one. It's going to. It's going to make um, event organizers and individuals make smarter choices, so that they, um, so we can actually provide things of value, as opposed to providing things that we want to provide. So those, they're just two. Um, it, it actually, in a lot of ways, would could could lend to sustainability because we'll be focusing on actually what people are looking for versus what we wanna we wanna dish out.
0: Well, great. Well, thank you for making some time for us. I appreciate you and uh, all the great work you do on all these issues.
2: Thank you very thank much. Thank you, Tom. I Appreciate that.
0: And thank you for joining us for this Meetings Today podcast. Make sure to head on over to meetingstoday.com to our podcast section to see a variety of podcasts from industry thought leaders on a variety of topics that are all important to the meetings and events industry. Thank you very much.